This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, September 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Enviro's ISGMA following. Trump to GOP. Back higher COVID aid. And our farm payments socialist. Conservationists eye land to be followed under SGMA. A new research paper outlines potential plans for the farmland to be followed in the San Joaquin Valley as the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act is implemented over the next 20 years. The researchers, led by the Nature Conservancy, consider the best strategies for restoring habitat for endangered species. This would mean consolidating retired parcels into about 24,000 acres of high-quality habitat. The authors note that the Nature Conservancy in Audubon, California, are already working with a local agency in the valley to apply the study's results for retired irrigated land. They plan to restore it for upland habitat or recharge basins that would increase water supply and provide wetland habitat. The researchers hope to apply these lessons to boosting biodiversity in other water-stressed agriculture regions of the world. USDA expands California SNAP benefits during wildfires. USDA's Food and Nutrition Service has approved California's waiver request to allow for the purchase of hot foods with Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program benefits in select counties. As many California residents are not able to store food or access cooking facilities during the wildfires, households in those counties can purchase hot foods with SNAP benefits through next Wednesday. FNS has also approved automatic mass replacements of SNAP benefits to impacted households. This waiver allows households in certain counties and zip codes to receive replacement of 50% of their August SNAP benefits that were lost as a result of wildfires and power outages that began in mid-August. And on that note, through the rest of the month, Blue Diamond is supporting fire relief victims by matching Red Cross donations from its growers and employees for up to $10,000 each. NFU student group pledge to address diversity in agriculture. One of the nation's largest farm organizations has signed a memorandum of understanding with a student group to encourage minorities to participate in ag-related careers. Leaders of the National Farmers Union and Minorities in Agriculture, Natural Resources and Related Sciences, or MANERS, signed the agreement yesterday during a virtual ceremony. NFU President Rob LaRue said his organization wants to encourage more participation in agriculture among the nation's minority community, which only makes up 5% of farmers. This lack of racial and ethnic diversity translates to a lack of new ideas, perspectives, and experiences, which holds back progress and innovation for everyone in farming, said LaRue. USDA won't budge on organic animal standards. USDA has reaffirmed its decision not to implement new animal welfare standards for organic farms, despite multiple flaws made in the department's analysis of an Obama-era rule. The Agricultural Marketing Service says in a final decision published in today's Federal Register that two regulatory impact analysis on the Organic Livestock and Poultry Practices Rule include one prepared to justify its 2018 withdrawal contained errors. 
Laura Bacta, the Organic Trade Association CEO and president, said organic standards should be allowed to advance and not be held back by blatant inaccuracies on the part of USDA. Referring to the federal judge that ordered USDA to explain its analysis, Bacta said her group, quote, urges the court to move quickly and rule in its favor on organic livestock welfare lawsuit. USDA sweetens whole farm coverage. The risk management agency is tweaking the whole farm revenue insurance program to make it more appealing to smaller scale farmers who direct market their crops. Farmers can now report two or more direct marketed commodities under a combined single commodity code with a combined expected revenue. The combined commodities will still count as two commodities in calculating the diversification premium discount. Ferd Hofner of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition likes the changes but says several more are needed. Among other things, his group wants RMA to eliminate expense reporting requirements and allow farmers to use Schedule F tax returns to establish their revenue history without additional documentation. GAO to USDA. Learn lessons from food boxes. The Government Accountability Office says USDA should thoroughly evaluate the Farmers to Families Food Box Program after its completion to identify what went well and what didn't. An overall evaluation after the program concludes October 31 would give USDA better assurance it has identified successes and challenges which could inform future efforts to address similar situations, GAO, the investigative arm of Congress, said in a report released yesterday. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue has crisscrossed the country to promote the program with Ivanka Trump often joining him at some events. She's been personally involved in the $4 billion program, which has delivered 90 million boxes delivered over three separate rounds. Critics say millions of dollars have gone to inexperienced contractors and that the regional distribution of contracts has been inequitable. Mexican avocado exports to rise along with U.S. consumption. The U.S. has a voracious appetite for avocados. Consumers just can't get enough guacamole, it seems. And that plays a big role in the new USDA forecast for another record year of Mexican avocado exports. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service estimates Mexico will export 1.02 million metric tons of avocados to the U.S. in the July to June 2020-21 marketing year. That's a 6% increase and a new record high, topping the over 963,000 tons that Mexico sent north in 2019-20. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic and challenges to agricultural harvests and supply chains, avocado demand in the United States remains strong and is forecast to increase, according to FAS. On Biden campaign call, taking farm payments is socialism. Two farmers on a Biden campaign call suggested to reporters that farmers who are accepting government payments are essentially socialists. If you're a rural farmer taking money, you're a socialist, right? And people don't want to accept that at all, said Ohio producer Tina McMahon. But she added that farmers would prefer to rely exclusively on the market for their income. 
Minnesota Farmers Union President Gary Wirtish said later that the Trump administration's market facilitation program was definitely a socialist-type program. Another view, Minnesota Democrat Representative Angie Craig, who was also on the campaign call, said she understands farmers are frustrated, but says at the same time she wants many family farmers to survive as possible. At the end of the day, with the reckless trade war that the president and his administration has caused, we have to be supportive of our family farmers. So it's a real challenge, she said. Here's today's He Said It. There has been a dramatic increase in consumer interest around sustainability. Glyphosate is one of the tools that can help achieve this goal. That Dave Milligan, president of the National Association of Wheat Growers and an AgriPulse op-ed yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, September 17th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.